Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us. Great to have Sarah on with us today. Doing the news, her usual outstanding job. Tonight it'll be. Chickalimi playing its home opener against Loyal Sock. You'll hear it at 6.30. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK with a 7 o'clock kickoff. I believe they're also doing their Facebook deal today, right? Their Facebook preview? That's right, Facebook preview. With uh, Kevin Hur and the Rudder. The Chief, Dave Ritchie. Making sure that the broadcast team does not steer itself into the shore. All right. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, and the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the bills, indeed, second to none. It is tailgate time, people. Tailgate time. And if you're going to tailgate, tailgate with the best. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Three receivers left, one to the right. Blitz on, snap Trubisky, under pressure, lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Amos! Adrian Amos! Interception! Amos, a dagger of a play! In the left corner of the end zone, the first turnover of the game. And the Packers take over with a minute 58 to go. Wayne Larrabee, with some help from Rock McCarron, <laughs> with the call on the Packers radio network as Penn State's Adrian Amos wins the game at the end with the pick in the end zone. Ironically, who did he cover on the play? Allen Robinson of Penn State. Oh, that was kind boy. of a Hail Mary-esque kind of pass. It just kind of it was just a rainbow just hung up there. I appreciate good defensive football. Yeah. But that game was bad last night. Oof. I mean, Roger Goodell's like, went probably went to the airport and said, "Is that the best we had?" Ah, oh. now people are saying, "Oh, you should be playing preseason games now." It's like, you know, no. Let's start with this thing, this part. The Packers have been drafting defense and not offense around Aaron Rodgers. So you're not going to expect, I think, a tremendous amount of the offense that revolves around him completely. Mitchell Trubisky is your basic. Uh, we're going to reach for a quarterback with a second overall pick. It's not good enough. That's what you get. All right. Well, 
Bring in Emily here from the Washington Post. Do blowouts lead to an interesting season when you open with a blowout, or is it just fool's gold at the start? She did the research. Hello, how are you today? Yes, thanks for having me. You did a lot of research on this. That's, <laughs> that's what makes this a very, very good article to talk about. What did the research tell you? Yeah, I think one of the things I enjoyed most was just diving down rabbit holes because I'm curious about something. So I'm sure a lot of Maryland fans and probably a lot of Penn State fans left those games thinking, does this really mean anything? I think I probably even wrote that in my story. So, so I decided to kind of look into that and, and see what becomes of of these teams that have these massive blowouts. And, and I actually found that there's a fairly significant uh, correlation with teams that have these blowouts going on to win 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 uh, games in a season. So it was actually surprising. I think when I, I went into the story kind of secretly hoping I'd be able to write the let's all calm down, this doesn't mean anything uh, story, but, but sometimes it's more fun when it when you kind of prove yourself wrong. Uh, which is interesting because Maryland, for example, has had good starts the last couple of years. They've won. They won back-to-back games against Texas in Austin where they scored 50-plus. And then, then of course, then they they won again. But then they lost the quarterback, you know, and and that was a big part of it. So when you look at, even though those aren't blowouts, did that interrupt the correlation in any way, or is that something that wasn't under consideration? Yeah. So so they're always going to be outliers. I think there's my my favorite example that I included in the story is that Tulsa had had a 51-0 win to start the 2001 season and they went winless the rest of the year. So so it's not perfect, but it but it is a strong correlation. And I'm only looking at blowouts. So it's not just whether you win yes. or how much you score. It's if that margin is kind of massively huge and and I I don't really know why you know I guess I wasn't really trying to find the answer because because these teams should be able to blow out FCS teams but I almost wonder if when you start talking a 50 point margin maybe that means that the twos and the threes and in the backup players are are playing at a fairly high level if the team is able to continue to score and continue to keep the other team from scoring so maybe that tells us something about depth which which we know is useful um and and it's like what i keep telling people when i've talked about this is like it's not to say that opening the year does something magical to a team and it you know sparks them to go on a massive run it's probably just saying that the qualities that the teams have in order to do that are the same qualities of the teams that go on to have good years so it's just kind of an interesting um little correlation but but one that ended up being fairly significant i think for and and this is more relevant for maryland fans but but i think 85 percent of teams go on to be bowl eligible and like bowl eligibility is a big deal for maryland and and you know who knows maybe they'll kind of blow this all out of the water and win three games this year and prove me wrong um but but that part was interesting to me uh how uh, do you find the team did you take it deep enough where a team makes the a new year's six game not just a bowl game, but the New Year's Six game. Oh, no. That, I mean, I really... didn't go on to go that deep, but I did do it. Like, you can do it by wins, and it looks like um, – let's see. I have it right here. Um, let's see. So, of these teams, about 35% or 36% win at least 10 games. So, that's, you know, wow. that's something. Um, that's interesting. Which – 
Which is pretty, yeah, I mean, it was pretty high, especially because it's so easy for us to look at the normal curve of, of just all FBS. It's kind of this perfect uh, shape from 0 to 14, 15. Um, but, it, but it was pretty significantly higher, and these are the same teams that are they're less likely to end with 2, 3, 4, 5 wins. So, so kind of all, all positive things if you're one of these uh, teams. Like, I think there were five this year, and obviously uh, Maryland and Penn State were both, were both ones. What about the flip side of it, the team that gets blown out? Oh, I didn't do that one. <laughs> and and it, it's probably, it, it's hard because, so I use Sports Reference, which is a fantastic yes, website is. and database. Um, but but when you look almost always, the, it's frequently an FCS team, yeah. um, which I think is what people would guess. But, but And that's kind of why I thought what we'd find is that there's nothing meaningful, you know, because it's like, it's a bad team. So why does it matter if you win by win by a lot um but but no and, and i think sports reference doesn't even really do fcs yeah. stuff so it'd be <laughs> right. and i don't know if it'd be fair to compare but but no it, it's it's really interesting now the only reason i asked that question is that last year <laughs> northwestern now they weren't blown out but lost every non-conference game they played yeah yeah and, and they won the big 10 west all the wins were in the big 10 all the wins were in the big 10 yeah, no, that's funny. What kind of reaction have you had to this article? Because, obviously, one of the purposes of writing it was, hey, everybody, cool your jets here. And then it turned out it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a cool your jets article. I know. And that's, like, very much against my personality and kind of who I am, as a hopefully, as a sports writer. I'm, I'm usually the person who never hits panic or never, right. you know, I, I try to stay very even-keeled, especially when the team I cover I have no tie to, so, like, I don't really care what Maryland does. Um, I was actually, I mean, I don't know if this will answer your question, but I was just telling someone, people seem to get angrier about stories that include numbers. Like, they, they, they feel more inclined to, like, tell you you're wrong than, than stories that don't, which kind of cracks me up, you know? And I'm like, and, I, and the person I was talking to is like, maybe people just, they can't bear to hear, like, not only am I wrong and I have proof that I'm wrong, um, but it's kind of funny. So I, I went to school as a math major and ended up majoring in uh, information systems, which is like computer science and database management. So this is like very up my alley. Like I, yeah. I always uh, try to find answers to narratives because I, I believe that, you know, we shouldn't just say this is a narrative and because it's a narrative we're going to talk about it like let's actually let's actually figure out and not to go completely off the rails here but when I covered Georgia and the SEC I did the same thing looking at the post Alabama slump you know that everyone always talks about like teams right. play poorly and lose, are more likely to lose after playing Alabama and it turns out it doesn't even exist so we like talk about this thing existing but if you actually look into it it doesn't so I guess that's what I really enjoy doing and um, and kind of try to do with with things related to Maryland in the Big Ten. But yeah, but this is what uh, I teach a broadcasting class at Penn State. And so obviously at some point you have to get around to a section on talk shows. And I always tell them, look, have any opinion you want, right? If it's 180 of my opinion, fine. If it's 180 of his opinion, fine. Your opinion, fine. I said, but it's really effective when you back it up with facts. Now you could take the same facts and draw different conclusions. That's possible. But see, that's what I liked about your article, is that you sat there, and at least you said, here's the research, this is why, this is why I came up with it. That's yeah. the important part, is, is backing it up. Yeah, and like I just think it's you know that's kind of the fair thing to do as as writers. It's like why should I be allowed to just kind of march into a story and say this does or doesn't matter? You know, like let's actually figure that out. Like that's my my job is to hopefully you know figure things out. I will say I think on the the Maryland end, we're definitely 
happy with the story and didn't <laughs> didn't seem to uh, have issues with with the graphs and, and kind of the PR guys joke with me that you know sometimes they really like my graphs when when they say good things, um, but but they they were all kind of excited <laughs> and I, I don't know I mean I, I still don't have much faith in this Maryland team but you know maybe maybe I'm proving myself wrong here. Well, let me put it this way. They love your grass because it makes them feel good. It doesn't really, <laughs> you and I both know. I know, I know. Well, sometimes I do ones they hate, like, because sometimes they're not, they're not saying very good things about, uh, about this program, but, uh, but they, it's, it's kind of the running joke. Hey, the numbers are the numbers. It's up to you right. as, to we, as to whether you, because here's another part. What, would, what did you say the number, the percentage was that go on to have uh, uh, a minimum of six wins? Which means they're a bowl team. Oh, eight, 85. 85%. Alright, well guess what? You know, there's another stat in there. That means 15, 15. 15% don't make it. <laughs> Wait, so That's eight, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I and again, like being a very math-minded person, I, I always kind of joke that in sports, you know, we do. I, I personally love win probability. I think it's really interesting, and I, you know, a lot of people will not be too happy with me saying that. But, um, but I, I, I die every time someone, you know, say a team has a sixty percent chance of winning. People see this as one zero or hundred, you know. Like, but you said the team was going to win. I'm like, no, sixty percent. I mean, four out of ten times they're going to lose, and like, it, it blows my mind that some people can't wrap their brains around that. Um, so, so that's why I did go, kind of go out of my way to include these examples of the teams that had very very sad seasons, uh, despite an exciting opener. So, you know, maybe Maryland will end up get, getting added to that list. You never know. Right. Well, exactly. And uh, for example, I'll give you an example. Jack Ham and I do the Penn State games together. Well, mm-hmm. in the opening segment of the game, we have to do quote keys to the game. So, say for example, uh, I say Penn State needs to run the ball effectively in this game, and whatever. Now, say the game turns out and they don't run the ball effectively. You said they needed to run the ball effectively. Well, they didn't, and they didn't win. <laughs> it, it goes both ways here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or they may not run it effectively and win the game. You said they needed to run the game. Well, it's like, excuse me, no harm, no foul. <laughs> That's just way too Yeah, hard. no, P- it's it's bizarre because when P- for some reason, numbers just, I, I don't know. I think people see numbers and they feel like they need to, like, be on the defensive and, and start freaking out. I'm like, wait, 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 no, 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 the story says something good about your team. It's, it's okay, you can breathe. I'm not, you know, um, but, but it's kind of funny. It, it, it is funny because I, you know, I thought it was going to say it, yeah. But I, I love that, right? Like, I love when I, I think something and then I, you know, you prove yourself wrong and it makes you see things differently and I think that's good to kind of have that type of mindset. But I think the most important part of the story is the thought that you put behind the story saying, hey, let's see what this says. Right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. that well, to me, that's the most important part of the story is somebody decide to sit down and say, all right, <laughs> let's do some research. Let's see what this says. Yeah. Because I think I, we're, we're just in an anti-analytics era with some people. Right? Yeah. And, it's a, and that's why the numbers thing bothers them. Yeah, maybe, I think I just... Uh, you know, I spend too much time awake at like 2 a.m. with spreadsheets because I because I have a question, and it's like if I have a question, I, I need it to be answered, and, and a lot of times it does end up turning to a story. Sometimes it doesn't, um, but but I think maybe people on the outside 
think there's some glamorous process to pitching stories no. or something like that when when really I'm sitting there on Sunday and I'm like, shoot, what am I going to write this week? You know, I'm like, I don't know. What do you even take away from a game like this? I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, maybe I'll... And it's like I'm typing this to my editor before I've even thought about like how much time it might take. And I'm like, well, I just committed to, to doing this. And it actually didn't take that long because I... Um, you know, I know how to make a database pretty fast and stuff like that. Um, but but it's funny how those stories come to be. A lot of times, it's just a. I had a reader email me this morning. He's like, "How did you come up with that?" I'm like, "Um, I walked out of the stadium and I was kind of wondering if this meant anything, so I decided to look into it." Um, that's terrific. That's all, that's all there is to it. Sometimes. Hey, that's that's terrific. And being a math major and doing sports today actually does fit <laughs> together. It does. Yeah. It fits. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Emily. Absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot yep. for your time. Great job in the article. It's in the Washington Post. Yep. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. The King is coming up in the next half hour. Picks. All right. Sean, the King continue their domination here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Seals Grove at Southern Columbia tonight. That will be on Eagle 107 beginning at 7 this evening. 6 o'clock, by the way, the airtime of the pregame show. And 7 o'clock will be the kickoff. And Lewisburg will be on at 100.9 the Valley this evening. They have Mount Carmel, I believe, right? Heading to the infamous Silver yes. Bowl tonight, yes. Did one game in my life there. I think it was like 1981, 82, wow. something like that. I did a game there way back when. And then uh, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, 7 o'clock kickoff. 6.30 the airtime, Loyal Sock and Chickalemi with the Chief and the Biffer. And we'll have your scoreboard updates all night long at WKOK.com. Just click the high school scoreboard banner. I mean, should I mean should everybody in the broadcast team have a nickname? Now, let's see. The Chief, the Biffer. Well the well the Chief should. Did you go by Jonesy during your college days before uh, before joining the network? Everyone call you Jonesy? No. 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 no? It's always it's always been Steve or Steve Jones. Okay. I said same thing growing up. So, but yeah, chief. Yes, I mean, yeah, same thing growing up. I never. It was always like that. The only time I got Stephen and called Stephen was when I did something wrong. <laughs> Stephen you- Anthony. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, you didn't do anything wrong in your picks. Look at you, seven and zero right out of the gate. Well, even. Blind squirrels obtain acorns. 
so you know. Or the Nets. Well, that was the. I probably said that word several times last year when I was mispicking. <laughs> ah, nuts. What am I, nuts? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's, so I got that one right. Just one week right now, we'll, you know. See how quickly we can squander this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with these early weeks. It's like you know, separation is key. You know, moving up to the top, and it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to make hay when you get into October and November. Yeah, last year you got to the lead, and well, you re- I don't think you didn't even have a bad week last year, did you? I, may, I don't even think you had any. I may have had a week or two where I was. At or below 500, one or two here and there. And, and it doesn't matter because you're already way out in front. But those were the same weeks where I think your brother was like maybe two games under 500, and that's the thing. It's you just, oh. you, you know, you got to crawl, you got to crawl out of that, got to crawl out of the bunker. Well, the other guys have to, you know, when you're in something like this, at the end of September, it does get to a point where certain people have to then become perfect. You know what I mean? It's. Then you got to make some chess moves and take some chances on games you may want to may not want to do that. Right. Then the Biffer just comes in for the bowl thing, fresh, no fatigue, five-time champ. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstores, ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones's favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Great specials to tailgate with. Now through Tuesday, Milwaukee's best light and ice, 24-pack cans, $9.49. And yes, a little bit of snap in the air this morning. Genesee Oktoberfest, 12-pack cans, $7.97. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. And now the buter is back. Yes, garlic. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And, Sean, I will allow you to do the honors. The Central PA radio tradition, unlike any other, every Friday afternoon here on WKOK number 78 in your Enfield High School 1970s football program. Number one in our hearts. Yes, Steve, your brother. Here he is, Kevin Jones. Hello. How's it going? Doing great. We're getting excited for the Biffer being on the air tonight with the Chief. The Chief. <laughs> Who's the chief? Oh, it's Dave Ritchie. I would say uh, about as universally liked as as you could get. Correct, Sean? Absolutely. But how about this, Steve? Tomorrow, the Biffer 
and Doug Bird's song, Traveling to Sacred Heart, Not Far from the King. I know. Right. And And Doug Bird's song. Is traveling five miles from here. Yes, to Yukon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I would say Doug Bird's song about as universally liked as anybody's going to get. Aces. It's amazing how the Biffer balances everything out. All right, so uh, <laughs> you could have said cancels everything out, but you didn't. So you took the high. No, I so. said I said balance. That's right. Yeah, well, that's what I said balance. Yeah, not cancel. Balance. Did you guys see that game last night? Was it I started out? I started out the show with tell what I said. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord! I started it out with preseason game number five, <laughs> and I and I said I, I have good news and bad news. <laughs> I said the good news is the game is over. The, <laughs> I said the bad news is the whole country had to watch it. <laughs> oh my God! I, I put flipper flop on <laughs> on the oh. uh, HGTV. <laughs> it's like God, I'm so bored. I can't watch this. And when they asked to replay the pass interference, you can oh. see the coach going. He pushed off. You're like, oh my God! And we're gonna sit another. It was. First down, nothing. Second down, nothing. Third down, nothing. Punt. Now Chicago has the ball. First down, nothing. Second down, nothing. Third down, nothing. Punt. And they go to commercial. You're like, oh, this is, you know, come on, guys. I hung with it a lot longer than I thought I would. I was just waiting for a game to break out. I was afraid I was going to tune out, and then it would be then it'd be competitive. There was it was really bizarre. I, I, neither team looked like they were put. The defenses were fine. But the offenses were just no running game, no anything. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like just a mediocre quarterback. Oh, I don't know. I hope it's not a sign of things to come. But you could tell the announcers were just like, God, what do we do here? <laughs> you know, there's nothing to announce. There's, uh, the fans start booing their own team on the first night. That's not good. Well, whatever. The NFL could not have been happy about last night. Yeah, there's a lot of Bears fans with a lot of expectations on their team this year. Yeah, they had a great team last. Their defense is great. Uh, Yeah, but let's get to the positives here. Okay, on Turner Classic <laughs> Network last night, the Bond Marathon was incredible. I I flipped over and started watching Doctor No for a while, and then uh, after that, it was uh, from Russia with Love, and then it was Goldfinger. I'm sitting there like, oh, this is great. Uh, let's oh. flip back. It's still seven to three. Good. <laughs> I put Big Brother on at nine o'clock. I was like, oh my gosh. I I was like, maybe this will preempt Big Brother. You know, I'll tape it. And I was like, no. I'm watching Big Brother live. That was great. Did you guys see it? No, I was watching Dr. No. I was watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I switched back to the game, and then I put Flip or Flop on. Then I put the game back on. There were six minutes left, and I fell asleep. So I was stunned to see that. Uh, well, I saw their Green Bay's field goal. Uh, and then I yeah. passed out. I was like, there's no way Chicago's coming back. They can't even move the ball an inch. But they actually did. Wasn't an interception in the end zone? Yeah, Penn State's Adrian Amos picked off the pass at the end. There you go. So, was big, he covering yeah. Robinson? Was, he was. Well, okay. Oh, he was covering Allen Robinson 
And <laughs> every time I see those two together, now look, they're friends. Yeah. Right? But they, they had a bad day in practice before the Syracuse game in 2013, where Robinson got suspended for the first half of the game because he may have struck Adrian. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a bad moment. Actually, Adrian covered a lot of ground to get to that pick last night. So He's he, a good player. Yeah, he didn't. He, it's not, he went stride for stride with Allen down the sideline into the end zone. So, he, he covered some ground. It was a great play. Green Bay secondary is as good as anyone's in football. That that rookie is very good. That was a big win for them last night. I mean, four out of the next five games are at home at Lambeau, so it sets up nice for them. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about Darnell Savage. Savage at Maryland yeah, did Savage. nothing He's against Penn State for four years. He did nothing against I completely Penn State for four years. I forgot he was a first-round draft pick. I was like, whoa. You know, I mean, it's amazing because I'd look at the tape – and I'm like, boy, I like him. He plays well. I like him. He plays well. I like him. He plays well. Then he played Penn State. He'd do zero. Like, holy mackerel! I mean, it's amazing. I look because I, I looked at I look right. I just looked at enough tape of so many games where I knew the guy was really, really good. But then he played in the Penn State game, and like you could tell, the coaching staff was looking for him. Like, where are you? <laughs> Here to make the trip. You never know on a weak team he's being asked to do things that he's really not comfortable with. I don't know. But he's good last night, you know. Yeah, and no, he was terrific last night. And Alexander Corner, he was what, terrific. What a loser, man. Jeez. I don't know. Hey, it's like nothing happened. He's back in the lineup, and he's going to play Monday night. Yeah, you know why? Unreal. You, know what? you guys didn't watch Hard Knocks, but Gruden... Gruden is not a good football coach. He is a player's coach, and he wants – without Antonio Brown, would they win three games last year? They'll win two games yeah. this year without Brown. They have no players on that team. I don't even know who the running back was. I've watched the entire hard knocks. They never focused on the running game whatsoever. Who the running back was, nothing. I mean, <coughs> that's alarming, you know. So, Mike Mayock might as well not even be the general manager there. We know who has the power play. It's the $10 million man. It's John Gruden. Exactly. Remember John, John Gruden? Gruden's going to make the call. He made the call. I mean, you know, he ran Camille Mack, you know, Khalil Mack out of town last, last year, and he's won at AB for a long time. So you can't have two high, high-profile players leave town like that. I, I just think it's a, it's a PR move, but you know, they could yep. be making a $30 million mistake keeping him around. They did. All Gruden did was joke with AB all the time. Uh, he would just joke with them and put his arm around them, and they'd tell each other jokes. And you're like, yeah, but he's not playing, you know? How you feeling, buddy? How you did, you know? And he 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 defended him with the helmet. He says, hey, the man has a right to wear what he wants to wear. This league is telling us what to do all the time. Well. Gee, it's funny. All the players in the league have to adapt to it, and Antonio Brown's the only one who can't. You know, doesn't that tell you? That whole helmet deal. He just wanted an endorsement, and he wanted another check. Can't tell you can't tell me otherwise. Plus, you know, if that stopped him from you know sweating and uh, putting in some extra workouts in training camp, as you know, because he's he's a year older. You know, maybe it's time for me to have more Vets Day off. You know. 
I don't have patience for these athletes anymore. That if I lose five thousand dollars on a job, I can't sleep for three days. These guys, they that they're making millions and they they have no idea. To, to, they have no value on a dollar anymore. They don't. They think they own you, and that that's that's hard to watch them. And then when you watch a game like last night, you're like, God, these guys are making millions, and look at them. They, they look like they're not even trying. So, whatever. Either way, my football pool, I got 35 people in it, so I got to win that sucker. <laughs> Some money back. <laughs> We're rooting for you. Yeah, I hope. I need the money. Hey, but here you're in second place. I did lose $7,000 out of job. (laughs) And I didn't sleep for two nights, so whatever. So we better make our picks. I've got, I'm all dressed up in a suit. I'm taking my wife out on a date tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's date night. As soon as I leave here, we're hopping in the car. We're heading out to Oak Ridge Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts. Very nice. Should be fun. Yeah. So. All right. So we have eight games to pick here. <laughs> and how about this? The host of the show, 7-0, and right out of the gate. Yeah. Week one. How about that? Kev, you are 6-1. and I am 5-2, and two, thanks to Florida State and Northwestern. Thanks for nothing there, especially <laughs> Florida State. Pathetic. Sean, it's been a long time. What's it like? What's the view like from the bottom? <laughs> it's true. It's been over a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Have you ever been in last place? Oh, I had to have been, for sure. It's just been a while. Well, Not used to this. I don't it's think early. that's going to last for long. So. That's early. No, all right. We're, so all, we're all tight right up there. Steve, you did great. Yeah. Who screwed me over? Fresno State. So. I thought they had that game when the quarterback went down. So, yeah, not so. All here right, so here are our four pack of college games. We will start out in the Pac-12 first. California and Washington will lead things off. Steve, uh, pop. I like I like Washington. Uh, the, the Eason, who transferred from Georgia. Adapted very well to uh, Chris Peterson's offense. I'll pick Washington. I will also pick Washington. And I got Washington. I'm a little disappointed I picked that game. I thought it would be a little more competitive. But um, they do say Cal's got a great defense, so we'll see. They do. Yeah. So this okay. was a, so this was a, a big day after Thanksgiving game for years and years before Nebraska entered the Big Ten. Tomorrow it's the Cornhuskers and Colorado. <laughs> That's a three thirty Fox game tomorrow. I'm not crazy about either team, um, but I will temporarily Ooh. stay on the Nebraska bandwagon. And try not to sprain an ankle jumping off. <laughs> I will also take the Cornhuskers. I am taking Colorado. I watched the Nebraska game last week, and oh, my God. The, it, their defense is pretty good. Their offense, mm-mm. that's just what I saw. But uh, I, I think in Colorado, I think that's a tough task for Nebraska. Nebraska's offense has got to get a lot better if they're going to compete in the Big Ten. Oh. Okay. So I got Colorado. Okay. Illinois and UConn. I'm still wondering how this ended up on our 
list? Well, I put it on only because of the Big Ten. Uh, I just give the Big Ten some shout out. Some of these weaker teams where they can win, <laughs> they will win. <laughs> uh, Brandon you Peters is a absolutely big, horrible, yeah. and I shouldn't yeah. have put this on, but I couldn't believe a Big Ten team was coming here to Connecticut to play UConn. So I said, you know, I got to do it. So Brandon Brandon Peters will have a big game. Illinois wins big. Illinois, yeah. Illinois, well, I apologize. You will not see Connecticut <laughs> on this list one more time. But I just, I like the Big Ten. I want to see, pay a little bit of attention to what they're doing if we pick the games. And that kind of lines us up for Penn State. See what Illinois has got. They'll be playing in front of 553 people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> And those are just the parents and family of the Illinois people. <laughs> and some of the parents It'll be a didn't home go game for Illinois. <laughs> and some of the parents didn't go. I'm not going there. <laughs> One of the big matchups of the weekend. You got LSU traveling to Texas. Well, let's see. I think we'll have some. Uh, we'll have some disagreement here. Probably. I'm going LSU on the road. I've got Texas. I also took Texas. But it's a pick'em. It's a pick'em. That's a good game. So, is Texas now I'll getting up there where this program needs? Like this. Yeah, but is Texas finally getting up there where that program needs to be? Consistent and strong year in and year out. I mean, they've been struggling, but now, you know, you got to, you know, does Coach Tom now have his stamp on the program? Didn't they end last year pretty strong? They beat Georgia in yeah. the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. And then all oh. the Georgia fans did the usual SEC thing. Well, we weren't that interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's the typical. Every time the SEC loses a bowl game, we weren't that interested. Yeah. Well, here's a recommendation we just want to for play you. For national championship. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, here's a recommendation for you. You darn well get better get interested. <laughs> yeah, quickly. <laughs> so, I don't think anyone's going to touch Clemson this year. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't come down to them in Alabama again. I'd love to see Penn State get into that mix at some point, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah so would I. <laughs> hey, how did uh, Tommy Stevens do last week? I know he threw a touchdown pass right away. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I know he was playing well, and I just heard it on the radio, that's all. That yeah, Tommy I Stevens, his first drive ended up in a touchdown. So yeah, I don't know because I did baseball on Sunday, Monday, and then was trying to get ready for this week. So boy, I tell you, the game I went to last year, the kid I was sitting next to, he was saying Penn State should have started Tommy Stevens. He's better than uh, what's his name? Trace <laughs> McSorley. McSorley. He felt if he was given a chance to develop like McSorley was, that Tommy Stevens would have brought them even more wins than McSorley. And you can't complain about McSorley. He was tremendous. But that Tommy Stevens was a pure passer, pure quarterback. So, Tommy, Stevens, Tommy Stevens last week threw for 236 yards and uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, good, good for him. Yes. Yep. I'm happy for him. 20 of 30. Uh, averaged uh, seven point nine a pass, and uh, do, 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 do sixty. So yeah, two thirds completions, uh, rating of one fifty four point seven. Good day. Longest pass was thirty one yards. 
Good. He's a big boy. He's 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 got an NFL build. Yes, so. he does. Okay. All right. So on to the pros for Sunday. I know who Steve's going to pick for this game: the Giants at the Cowboys. <laughs> That's why I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> I already wrote it in. Let us know. <laughs> Look, share that passion. I, I, I may go 0 for 8, but I'm going to go down. I am going to go down with some pride. I'm picking I the Giants. I needed to catch up, so I put that game up. Okay. I, I, Me too. I will pick. I will pick the Giants to win. I cannot. You want the points are being given. <laughs> I will pick the Giants outright. There you go. Because. Because even though I know it is a horrible pick, <laughs> my con- my conscience can't allow me to do this. You gotta you gotta have some standard somewhere. <laughs> Sean, I got Dallas. I got Dallas. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I it's just. It's going to be. This is going to be an, a, just the right. mere thought that I might even utter the words. I get the shakes. Yeah. <laughs> this should be an intriguing matchup for Sunday. Tennessee at the Cleveland Browns. Are the yeah. Browns for real? Who, who's the game again? Tennessee and the Cleveland Browns. Oh no, the the the, the Titans are not very good. Uh, the Browns will win. I've so got, you got yeah, Cleveland. I've got Cleveland as well. I also have Cleveland. So. Yeah, Mariota was uh, not good in the uh, dress rehearsal against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah they're, they're their lacking. offensive line. Their offensive line is not very good. They've got injuries, problems, suspensions. All right, okay. Eagle all 107. Eagle 107 on Sunday. Noon pregame in the legendary Merrill Reese at 1. We've got the Birds at the Link at home and the return of Carson Wentz against Washington. It, the Eagles, to me, are the, are the cream of the crop in the NFC. They're the best team in the NFC. Yeah. I will also Don. take the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. I've also got Philly. And I, think, I, think that's the, uh, I think that's the question, though. You know, what week will we see? Will, will we see Dwayne Haskins at starting quarterback for Washington? Could it be week four? Could it be week seven, three? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, yeah, rather, I when Colt to W E I in Boston and uh, what's his name? Tight end. Oh God, Kevin. Christian Fourier. Christian Fourier. You're welcome. He played for, thank you, <laughs> he's played for a few organizations, including the Patriots. He went from the Patriots to Washington, and he said it is the most disorganized, dysfunctional system you could ever imagine, and he said it has not changed. And he said it was culture shock for him to go from the Patriots to an organization that was just so disorganized when you walk through the door. Speaking of the Patriots, all right, Steelers-Patriots primetime Sunday night. As I mentioned earlier, the Steelers have allergies. They're allergic to Foxborough Patriots. Tom Brady is 11-3 against the Steelers all-time, 31 touchdowns, and that's why I'm taking the Steelers. <laughs> there you go. That's why I picked the game, and I got New England. <laughs> That's like Steve picking, you know, not picking Dallas. I'm that way this year with New England. I'll pick oh, Dallas in other games, but there's no I'm way on the planet I'm ever going to pick 
the Cowboys to beat the Giants. I'm sorry, it's too painful. <laughs> this is a breakaway week, guys. A lot of different ones. This is a good one. You watch Barkley, he'll go crazy. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.